0: everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Section 6 WrestleCast, your home for Western New York Wrestling Talk, right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and we are here for another week of WrestleCast Talk. very honored. I've been prying at this man to get him on this show for as long as it's been around. Um, Good friend, great coach. Uh, Everybody, please welcome to the show the head coach of the Niagara Falls Wolverines. DJ Jean Cola. DJ, how you doing? Thanks for having me on, Matt. Oh, dude, I'm excited
1: thanks. to be here. I, you know, I've been a long listener since the beginning.
0: I know you're a podcast and, uh, guy. so uh,
1: Yeah, I enjoy uh, <laughs> I enjoy what you're doing. I think it's important for wrestling. Any attention we can give it is great. And wrestling such like a niche sport where, like, within the wrestling community, there's such passion for it. So anything we're doing to promote it to our own community I think that's going to bring a lot of positive attention to it. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing. Thank
0: you. So far, so good. So far, so good. Um, Practice just started up last week.
1: First week is finished. How was it? It was was a good first week, and I'll tell you. I capped our first week by a great Friday morning. I had this Friday routine I do. Every Friday I stop at this place called Sugar Street Cafe in Niagara Falls (laughs) where I get one of the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever had, and I stop there. I have a coffee breakfast sandwich, and I begin our Friday, my day, and it's a great way to begin the weekend. Uh, if anybody's coming through Niagara Falls, I highly recommend you stop at Sugar Street Cafe, one of the best breakfast sandwiches you can get.
0: Yeah. I don't know who the owner is, but shout out to them.
1: I hear she's great. Yeah. I think you know her quite well.
0: She's not She's not bad. She's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good routine. I'm not going to lie. Cheap plug. Sponsor me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. How were the numbers this year? What's What's the outcome? Really
1: good. Uh, actually – Excellent numbers. We have 47 on our JV and varsity roster, and we have 16 on our modified roster. Oh, that's good. So we had really great starts to the season, great numbers, and uh, really excited about that. And we don't have cuts. We don't have cuts because I think having cuts is a—it's almost a disservice to wrestling because there's other places where they have really low numbers, and I think you know the sport is kind of dying everywhere so if we can grow it any way possible i think that's important and wrestling is kind of a unique sport where you really don't have to be an athlete you don't have to have any special skill you just have to have a work ethic that's right you know what i mean you just have to you can be a boy girl old young doesn't matter as long as you're just willing to work hard we call it the like a trait being a wrestler you're you're a wrestler you're a part of the team and i think that's kind of what our team is about so i love having numbers and as long as you're there, you're working hard every day, and you're doing what the sport requires, you're on the team.
0: That's that's a good you know that's a good mentality, and it is true. The sport, you know, the, the numbers haven't been the greatest. They've been steadily declining. Unfortunately, people moving out of the area and people just becoming disinterested in wrestling.
1: It, it, um, it is a tough sport. It is you know so without I mean? a like, doubt. A big quote we have is, "You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable." That's being a wrestler. You know, it's so. We try to teach our kids from day one, look at this is a sport you signed up for. It's very difficult. You'll learn to be uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable. And then we talk about like being a wrestler, it's a character trait. It's not like you're a basketball player, or a baseball player, or a football player. A wrestler is almost something that's ingrained you that's a lifestyle choice. And that's something we try to teach, and I think that helps keep kids around because you accept – and then you kind of have a passion for what you're doing that way.
0: Right. No, absolutely. That's a that's a great point. And and yeah, just got to keep filling rosters. Like it's I, I don't think too many teams do cuts anymore. I no, I, I yeah. don't know if it's there's, you know, nobody's really having exorbitant num- you know, exorbitant numbers uh if that's even a word, but uh
1: <laughs> I I like that. sounded great. It yeah. It Sounds it's, great. It's,
0: it's Niagara Falls education. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just decent. I had a great time. Um so, all right. So, you guys actually graduated a lot of quality seniors this yep. year. How how are you guys looking to replace? I mean, you lost McCoy. You lost uh, Michael Snowden. You lost DeAndre Prum, and, right?
1: Maurice, Veggie Jackson, yeah. Jordan Scott, Omar Rafai, uh, Maurice Seawright. We lost a lot of seniors in that lineup. But a few years ago, we kind of looked at our program, Don, Josh, and myself, Don McCoy, Josh Egan. We've been coaching together since the beginning. You it's know, a great we, team. Great with team, us. yeah. And we started to look long-term with our team and invest more into our modified program. And like Don kind of and I talk and we call it, the goal is to be like Shark's Teeth, whereas when one group graduates, you're losing a lot of seniors. But just like Shark's Teeth, another rose right there. Yeah. This year we've we've had a really special group of middle schoolers from uh, Power Cats Wrestling and NWAA Wrestling Club that they kind of have a great base from there that we've been working with with our modified team, that they're finally freshmen. They're, I think it's going to be building some varsity experience is going to be important for them. And as the season goes on, hopefully our team grows with the experience and gets better. That's kind of the goal this year. But we we have numbers and we have kids kind of ready to fill those roles. So
0: That's smart. I mean, that, I mean that's really how you have to do it. I mean, wheatfield has been practically doing that for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think – you know, not. Oh, that kid's graduated. We got him there. No, nope, they're just bringing up another stud that they developed. You know, properly. Yeah. And to
1: give, like, we feel a lot of credit. Rick Sweeney, Coach Bill Plotz, and uh, they work so oh, yes, hard. They, do. they sacrifice so much. Like, we'll probably talk about this. You were there when I like one of the coaching teaching things we talk about is success is an iceberg, right? You see ten percent when you see a success when you see an iceberg you see 10% of it, 90 percent's below the surface. Yeah. When you see Wheatfield, you see a great team year after year after year. But what you don't see is how hard Plots, Sweeney, and even uh, Tony Kuhn, who runs their youth program, like they put so much time into that program. So to us, it's like, wow, shocking. Wheatfield's great every year, but to them, it's not a surprise because that's All that hard work and sacrifice that they do to build that program—they get out of it what they put in, essentially. Exactly. Yep. Exactly.
0: So very good. Uh, So let's talk about how you run the program, essentially. Uh, You know, just various—it's changed so much, even since you know when I graduated to when I was volunteer coaching. your, Your the whole structure of your program. I think it's. It's, I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's different from what I was used to being a wrestler. I mean, you have to adapt with the times, but um, just really get into your team structure.
1: Yeah. So one thing is we kind of – Don, Josh, and I talk, we look more long-term now, yeah. where we put a little bit more in our modified program. When we go recruit, I go to Modified Football <clears throat> and talk about uh, the benefits wrestling has with football and use some quotes from like John Madden and other NFL coaches when I talk to the team. And then so we kind of recruit that way. I kind of try to take the approach like I tell them, do you know the only thing better than being the most talented football player on the field is being the toughest football player in the field. And that's what you get when you combine wrestling with football. And that has given us a lot of numbers to our modified team. And then just going to the middle schools, I'm very fortunate. I, I teach elementary school. I taught at uh, three different elementary schools in Niagara Falls. So now – a lot of those kids I taught You're and I free, know, know them, yeah. are in middle school. So I'm able to like to track them down and like, hey, I, you know, I do not want to do a wrestle. So we put some into our modified team. And then the modified practices at the same time we do, they have different – they practice only with each other for modified. But they're doing – Are they what, at the field house? Yep. Oh, they are. Okay, they're good. doing what we're doing. So that way when they get to high school, it's not like they're joining a new team. They're just in a different team on the same team they've already been a part of. So that's kinda of like the shark's teeth approach where now we have another group coming up. And then also like we teach the, the trait of being a wrestler, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, things like that. And then also one thing I learned as being a head coach is how to use your assets really well. Do you know what I mean? Like so I, I'm very fortunate to coach with Josh and Don, and I have some volunteers I'll talk yeah. about later too. Josh,
0: Josh is uh Josh is like Iron Man. He's yeah. got all the tech. He knows how to do anything or anything. And, Don- and he's
1: He's a technician as well, too, you know?
0: He's he's very smart. Don is – Don's got a way with words. Let's just say that. He's conned me into quite a few fantasy football trades that I wasn't very comfortable with. I actually blew a red light one time to avoid him sending me a football trade.
1: (laughs) I'm currently playing fantasy football with him, and he – he got me to do a trade. I don't think I'm super happy with it at this point in the season either.
0: I always hit accept because I was like, man, Don's really good to me. And then I regret it instantly.
1: <laughs> if you ever look at his transactions at the end of a fantasy football season, it's hundreds. like a hundred.
0: <laughs> One hundred. Like hundreds. <laughs> waiver
1: wire. Easily. trades,
0: Trades. Like of like DeAndre Hopkins for like some <laughs> wide receiver three or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That's. Yeah. That's Don though. Um,
1: but, uh. Like you said, away with words, using Don too, he's been around, like he's had two kids come from wrestling from youth to high school, right? So he's, has so much knowledge of the sport. He provides a a lot of insight that we can do to benefit our program. And Josh is such a technician. I can fully admit, I am not, I'm not good at teaching (laughs) wrestling moves, but Josh (laughs) is. So we're able to kind of balance our practice out in that way and use our guys and, Another thing is Josh is a outstanding cornerman and I am not. <laughs> I get nervous, I'm sweating like I don't do well in the corner, but Josh does really well. So we're able to kinda we all have checks and balances. Don kinda went through the whole system with his kids, so he's really knowledgeable about grades and watching the kids grades He was always very, very
0: good about that, checking everybody's stuff. So I, I did appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And it kinda we balance each other out, which really benefits our program too. And then, like you said, we're we're in the field house now, where our district built this beautiful field house that During the winter, it's basically just for wrestling. Yeah, and we're able to kind of build our program and our history of our program. You know, like you wrestled for Izzy, and I coached with Izzy. And Izzy's beginning years, he that school was a powerhouse for so long. He grinded, and, yeah, and and it was had such a great history. And Don had a great idea. Like he went – he was telling me he went to uh, Spencerport years ago and went to a coaching clinic there. And uh, Jack Ketow always talked about you need to have a brand. you know. And Don was like, we need to build a brand. And then Izzy kind of already had that brand established with some of the teams he coaches and all his history there had a great history. So what we did was when we got to Fieldhouse is we kind of put that on display for everybody to see. Now we brought it to the light. So when kids are coming through our program, they see what previous wrestlers had done. And I think it's easier to visualize goals in your mind when you see what someone else has done and you see things like that. So, like, we have 40 wins in a season, 100 wins, career, Section 6 champions, which you're up there, state place finisher banners are hanging in the uh, thing.
0: That was cool for me to see that like first and foremost, because I was like, oh, I'll never get, you know, after I graduated, oh, I'll never see anything like that. And I really didn't think it was possible, um, you know, and, and then when you went through with that, you know, put the display up, it was it was really cool. And like, actually, I think one of the, I think the first year you did it, I was coaching at Luport yeah, and came through and got to see like my sectional champion picture in the hallway. Yeah. And I was like, this is really cool. It's a good setup. And like, I get Parents that I knew would come through there. Um, you know, people I know through like work and stuff. They come through and they send me the picture. And but that's a cool thing, you know yeah. what I mean? That's it's a cool little throwback for people. People love to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. They really do. Yeah, uh, the, the history. You did, yeah, you guys did good with that. The the history thing is, you know, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. And in wrestling, you know, it, we the wrestling team at Niagara Falls High School always been very you know decorated or we're, we're competing with the league's best the section best mm-hmm. every year. Yep. Um we I don't I can't say for as long as I've known Niagara Falls wrestling that we've ever really had a truly down year. So you have to honor that and, and the people who paved the way, you know, the wrestlers who and who paved the way essentially.
1: Yeah, and it creates a sense of belonging to the new kids that are joining the team. You you see you're a part of something that's established. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it gives it a standard. So You know, that makes it kind of special. And then we have – I don't know if you were here when we – we have a new wall now. This is probably – of everything I've accomplished as a coach, this is what I am most proud of, is our new wall is we make posters for every – like an actual full-framed poster of every kid who goes on to college, wrestles, finishes their eligibility, and graduates. And then they get a poster – that will hang in the locker room forever with their name, the picture, the logo of the school they went to, the years they went there. And you don't even need to have accomplishments. You know what I mean? You don't need nothing. It's just no. you need almost...
0: The fact that they went to college and did it and wrestled and stuck with the sport. Followed Absolutely. through.
1: And yep. you followed through with, with what you did. And I, that's so important because for me, we'll probably talk about this, but I, wrestling in college was the best decision I ever made in my life. It's where I learned the most about myself. And then if you look at you know your life... Uh, if your life is a pie chart, like if your life is a pie chart, the, it's a very, very small sliver of that pie chart is high school. Yes. Very small sliver. So as coaches, we always talk, like Don, Josh, and I, are big philosophy is teaching them. At the end of the day, we like to win and have accomplishments, this and that. But we want to ingrain them with things that are going to benefit their future, right? Because at the end of the day, not everybody's going to be a state champ. Not everybody's going to be a sectional champ. But every day, I mean, hopefully every, everybody will be an employee one day. Everybody will be a neighbor in several, several, several years down the road. Everybody will be a parent, and if we can teach them those things, that's going to benefit them. Then, while they're in high school with us, I think that's doing your job, and that's why that that wall. We just added two new pictures, Jamone Carter and Donnie. Two new posters: Jamone Carter and Donnie McCoy. Donnie graduated from Brockport, and Jamone just got out of the. Uh, U.S. Marines Academy, right? And not a lot of people know this. He was a part of the U. I know you know this, But yeah, He yeah. was a part of the U.S. Marines National Greco-Roman team for Which the is... past three years. Yeah, I think. something like that. And he placed at the United States Open twice mm-hmm. in the World Team Trials. He's wrestled at them twice and placed at them once. And I, I think that's a really incredible thing. And Greco doesn't get as much attention as freestyle. No, it doesn't. But I, I mean, the, to have a kid from our program go through and have that type of you know, yeah. it it's incredible. We all so. knew how
0: talented Jamone was, but I mean for him to go and do that and accomplish that, I mean that's that's not an easy you know, it's not an easy feat for anybody to do to main yeah. you know, maintain your status on a team like that. Uh so I mean shout out to him. I heard he was helping out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's
1: volunteering. He actually he did a warm up. He was showing us like the warm up they would do and the growth he's like obviously he's competing at a national level, but like the the warm up he would do at the Marines the flips he's doing now, like, the things he's doing is just incredible, the level of wrestler he is, you know? And then, like, he'll bring his singlets, and it's cool, he's got the UWW logo on his singlet. Right. You don't see a lot of singlets with that. No. You know what I mean? almost Only at the highest level. So, that's really cool, and I think it's really cool for kids to see that, especially in our program, like, you know, just have a the right mindset and... Stay grinding and you know, this even, is possible, right? Yes. For sure,
0: absolutely. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the field house was one of the best things to happen to the program. Um, you know, it, it really was, it gave you guys a lot of creative freedom, like you said, to do the posters, to do the history stuff. Um, but you've also let the last couple of years you've been doing, you know, you've been making the match like match feel really exciting, yeah. Uh, which I, I, I think is a great idea, and I think a lot of people are starting to take to that around around the section at least, you are doing like entrance music for the wrestlers, like individual entrance music, and I think that's like the coolest thing. I mean, there's, it just makes their matches, their moments feel so much more important. It hypes them up. Uh, What gave you that idea?
1: I actually stole that from the Buffalo Bandits. Oh, did you? Yeah. I I don't know anything about lacrosse. No, I don't either. A (laughs) lot of people don't know anything about lacrosse, but – a lot of people say you should go to a bandits game because it's tons of fun. Yeah. And when you go, there's music playing. It's just a high energy, fun environment. I don't know anything, but I'm having a great time. People are having a great time while they're there. I figured we're gonna have wrestling fans are gonna be there. But if we can attract more people just like the bandits do by having a fun, high energy environment, I think it's great for our program, it's great for wrestling. So, like you said, we do every kid gets their own choice of run out song. We'll turn the lights off when our team runs out. And, um, you know, from four o'clock to five o'clock, we have music playing the whole time. It's just, you want people to go there and be like, wow, yeah, I like going. Let's go to the wrestling match. It's a yeah. good time. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, and it's fun. And the field house is like a perfect, perfect size for us. And it, it was really like perfect. It's small enough where it feels tight, but it's big enough where it fits everybody who wants to be there. So it really gets rocking and it gets fun. <laughs> And then also we'll bring like the chorus in sometimes to sing the national anthem because then there's eight or nine kids that are gonna stay and watch and then maybe their families come too. And then I think it's also too, it's you're sharing with different parts of the school. You
0: have to connect. You have, yeah, you absolutely have to connect. You actually did something a couple of years I don't know if you still do it with the hockey team.
1: Yep. You yeah. You guys were doing like a athletes for athlete athletes, ex- yeah, like yeah. An exchange thing. Where we went to the hockey game and they came to our match. Yeah. And, you know, it's good because 'cause you're getting
0: Building camaraderie. So not everybody's so isolated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I
1: thought- it's a nice sense of belonging. And then, you know, the kids work hard and you want people to see that. You don't want people to just go, okay, we're going to go to the match tonight and it'll yeah. be over. Like we want people like, yeah, let's go to the wrestling match tonight. <laughs> Enjoy it. And I think that's also helps with recruiting too. You know I mean? Kids are going to say that. Like, I want to be on that team. Yeah, I wanna absolutely. Be, even if they're not starting, they want to be on the bench. You know what I mean? And be seen. So.
0: I almost want to forge my uh, my age and come back to do that. <laughs> almost, I would never really. I would never really. You
1: might. You just might have the shave. Yeah. Yes, I do have the baby
0: face thing going. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, man. You you guys have done such a cool job with that program, really evolving it. I appreciate that. Um, now competing in the NFL. I mean, you guys, Niagara Falls is in one of the. You know, it's a, one of the tougher divisions. Uh, some of the best programs in large school are are a part of the NFL. Uh, You know, what's, what's that been like? Who, who like challenges you the most as a coach? Well,
1: I don't sleep too much on Mondays and Tuesday nights during the season. No, (laughs) Poor thing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think as coaches, everyone in the NFL, I think we all love it. There's a sense of pride in, uh, you know, my uh, iron sharpens iron. I believe that like wrestling the best, it makes you become better, you know? So I think there's a sense of pride between all of us to give everything we can to beat each other. But also there's a very healthy respect amongst all of us as coaches, you know what I mean, to do the best for what our league is. But um, obviously, like us, we have a great rival with Wheatfield. They're just – they're well-coached team. Like we kind of talked about, Plots and uh, Sweeney and Coach Kuhn, they do so much work and they build a great program every year. And then uh, Grand Island, Hoplite's done a great job building that program up. And they're they're tough and tough and tough. And, you know, they're tough every year now. And he's got a great program over there. And Hyman is – Hyman's really built like a special group. I think they're sophomores or juniors now where he's had um, at Kenton for a while. That's a West-East merge team, right? Yeah, and he's got a nice special group of sophomores there. And, you know, Wally just took over North Tonawanda – and yeah, um, he's actually
0: trying, he tried to recruit me to coach. I was like, oh, I'd it? love to, but I don't have the time for it. Oh and yeah.
1: Wally brings like a, you know, you really respected Wally's college career. He's one of those guys that went on to college and yeah. he brings that level of late, you know, college wrestling program to NT. You know, it's a huge benefit for that program. And yeah, I always loved Dan fired. Like he was just such a class act of a coach. I really learned. Oh, he respected the heck out of you. Yeah. I'll
0: tell you, we did an, I did an interview with him a couple of months ago, uh, when I was trying to get this thing going full time, but, um, Got him a few months ago. And he just talked and talked, and said had some great stories. And yeah, he has endless respect for you. He, he put you over very nicely.
1: Yeah, he's a great guy. and Now he really kept that foundation of that program together. And now we, Ma, Wally, mo Wally, say that five times fast. Yeah, <laughs> Wally comes in and brings that you know the Division One wrestling into that program, and you know those kids fight really hard. And you you just see that's a sleeping giant there. And yeah. he's going to be really something special in the next few years. And uh, you know, Hoover's my guy over at Loopport. You know, he's always turned out he has the smallest school in the league, which is very difficult, but he always turns out very high level individuals from that. You know what I mean? He doesn't get the numbers we have at our school. Unfortunately, so, yeah. You know, that's I mean a it's it's a, it's a struggle.
0: It it really is. But uh,
1: you know, he's always got tough kids year after year.
0: His success rate is very good for the yeah, kids that he has, for you know, sure. placing in the section. Uh, you know, just had Lath a couple of years ago win a state championship. So, yeah. and
1: then uh, we have the CSAT is in our league too. Oh yeah, that's Nate right. Sucks. They did join recently. And, you know, and that's just like Nate. You lo- respect him so much because he is teaching. He started a program from nothing, and then it's what wrestling is all about—like getting kids around the sport and enjoying it. And and all on it, like of winning, losing, everything wrestling does, it makes you. A better version of yourself. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like what no matter what your ability is, when you come through wrestling, it makes you a better version of yourself. And Nate's doing a great job starting that program from scratch and building that up at Charter School too, of applied technologies.
0: Very good. No, that's good to hear. Man, NFL, it's always a fun division to compete in. Uh, you know, very tough. I have a lot of great memories competing with some of the teams back then.
1: And you get you get good rivalries between schools yeah. and uh,
0: yeah, cuz I think like the wheat I was just I posted it on the the Facebook page a couple weeks ago but I was like, oh, what's the best wrestling environment to go to? I always loved even though <laughs> I was always on the wrong side of the vi- the victory. Um I loved going to Wheatfield. Uh the Wheatfield versus Falls matches. They were so like the crowd was just yeah. super into it. Um and I, I haven't seen I don't think I've seen one at the Fieldhouse yet. Is it still draw a pretty good crowd?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, the wheat field match we actually we, that match we'll do in the high school because it, it's such a big crowd, yeah. You know, but uh, most other matches, Kenton, Hyman, and I were talking. I think we're going to try to do something special for that match in the field house. Okay, so we'll try to you know get the chorus to come in and sing that night, and you know his team he's really been building it, so they're going to be a pretty tough team this year. So that should be a, that's a tough duel for us. And I we want to have a good crowd there and have a good environment. So. Actually, I I think I forgot to, when I was talking about our duels something we're adding this year we're gonna have the Wolverine at the matches we're gonna have the mascot <gasps> are
0: you really yeah oh that's awesome we're gonna get the
1: mascot that's there.
0: long overdue so that's I long think overdue. that you know it's fun it's you know <laughs> get
1: that environment going get it rocking so yeah so for our Kenton match and you and I were talking maybe getting see if we can do the videotape for it, yeah, it yeah yeah I want can do
0: yeah I gotta get that Wi Fi password but I definitely want to uh, make myself available in that respect I think. I think it'd be good. Um Yeah. Cause... Any
1: attention for wrestling's good. Yeah. It's good because it's like it's a niche sport, you know what I mean? And there's just so many people in the community that have passion for it that even if like you 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 put the fit, like with with you doing your website and you're streaming the matches, people are gonna watch it. Just right. in our community alone. You're just gonna reach more people. And I think that's What's, that's what wrestling needs, and I think that's what's great for the sport.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, hopefully that gets you know underway. I know i got a couple dates that uh, I'm supposed to do, so I'm looking forward to being able to stream that. Uh, let's get into your career. Yep. Retrospective. Um, you wrestled for St. Joe's.
1: Yeah, I started when I was a sophomore, actually. A
0: sophomore? Yeah. A late bloomer.
1: I, I was a late bloomer. I was a hockey player my whole life. And then I, started, I did not know this about yeah, you. I was a hockey player. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was a hockey player forever. And uh, it kind of got burnt out. And I loved wrestling on TV. And I was like, I want to wrestle. That got me in. <laughs> I was very man. disappointed at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no ropes we can come off of. Can I slide my elbow off and do the people's elbow? The rock was my guy. But uh I loved wrestling on I wrestled for Coach Kennedy and he really like kinda he really built a passion for wrestling. He had that passion and it a lot of us on that team did. And kinda like the the pie chart thing, you know, high school is so short, I didn't wanna stop. I had started late, I didn't want to stop, so I went to college at Wilkes University. It's in uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. It's about 30 minutes from where the office was in Scranton. Oh, okay. Everyone kind of knows when you give that reference. <laughs> Thunder Mifflin, we actually had paper we used at our university from Thunder Mifflin. Really? No, we didn't. Oh,
0: don't look. <laughs> you got my hopes up. But uh,
1: <laughs> but so I went there, and that was an eye-opening experience because college is different. I mean, it's tough. It's a job. It's long and it's really different from high school where it's like, our coach was, his name's John Laudenslager, great coach, and he preached, he's a really big reason, like, we'll probably talk about this a little bit more, is I'm really into sports psychology now, hmm. and understanding the mindset of, of athletes and great athletes and things like that, and he preached mental toughness, like, preached it. And uh, in college, it's, in high school, you kind of have a coach that's there to guide you, where at college, it's... You need to make yourself something if you want to do this. It's on you. So I, I, I feel. I always say like that's the best decision I ever made was wrestling in college. And yeah. It really was. It was the most difficult, but it was the best decision I ever made. I learned myself reliance, myself discipline.
0: Yeah, you were away from home, so that's I mean that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, and we had a really close team too. You know, like we we were a pretty good team, and we were really really tight. And it was a very special feeling. And that's kind of like that family feeling we try to incorporate in our team now. And uh, to, the, to this day, I keep in touch with my college teammates all the time. We play fantasy football together. And uh, I think a lot of in college is where I grew up and kind of became the person I am today. A uh, quote I say is everything good in my life came from wrestling. Right. You know I mean, especially wrestling in college. And uh, so that ended up being one of the best decisions I ever made. I had a, you know, I, I had a rough start to my career, but you know, as I finished off, I I finished off really well, and I think there was more on the table when I left, and I think that's what brought in my passion for coaching. You know that I was going to be my next yeah. question,
0: really. What was it like, kick for you to want to start coaching? Because I mean, the, some people like they just they want to do it. You know, they don't. They don't end up going through with it, but I mean, you had a perfect window of opportunity, yeah. Um, and you took full advantage of it. Obviously, I think uh, you started coming around. I think my sophomore year was the first time I met you. Yeah, first time I made your nosebleed. Uh, <laughs> it gets in the way. The first of many. It's quite man. large. <laughs> Junior year, blood, <laughs> blood timeouts every everywhere, every practice. Uh, <laughs> Still have plugs usually. Do you right Ready in my to go? pocket? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so that was the first year I met. I think that was like 2006, 2007. Were you just home for the winter that year? Were you just yeah, done? Yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: And then we kind of rolled a little bit, and then I came back the next year, and, like, I still had such a passion for it. I, I was happy to coach. And I, uh, I think you and I, you know, your junior year, me, you and Kenny, you had Kenny yep. on yep. here, but, you know. I think you and I too had a special connection because we were kind of cut out of the same cloth. Yeah, you had the grittiness and the motivation and the desire and the heart that I had, and I really kind of could relate to you really well. Yeah, and uh, you also had like the self conscious feelings before your matches oh, and the nerves. Awful. Like Awful. We, I feel like we could relate over that. And I, you know, we had a really special relationship as you know coach to athlete, and then uh, you know I just really loved just being able to share the sport that I loved with other kids. Right.
0: You know? Yeah, that was that was a big game changer for me. And it's not to take anything away from Izzy, not to take anything away from Coach White maturko who I all love very much, um and appreciate. Uh, but you get you know, you get came in, you got to roll around with me. You show me so much stuff that I hadn't, you know, no clue you would you know, you drag me. Practice was over, they go do the team. Meetings. No, 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 Johnson, we're doing we're doing one more lap for this kid, one more lap for that kid. Yeah. That's that's what you do, and like and I didn't want like there's a part, you know, I, I never wanted to say no because that's how, like, that's how relatable and, like, motivational you come off as a coach, you know, and, and you were brand new at the time, and, <laughs> you know, it was just like, yeah, yes, you know, this is, yeah, I, I do want to run an extra lap for, you know, you know, for this kid that I'm going to have to roll around with this weekend and, and this, you know, that much, so.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, we always would do the extra shotguns. Yep. And the yep. track and things like that, and, you know, that stuff's important. You gotta do extra, right? Because you're trained like you gotta give yourself an edge physically. But I think also mentally, you know, what I mean, it gives you a little bit more confidence. It helps with the nerves that you know that you did extra to prepare for this. That's the
0: difference between state champs and and you know people who do do it to do it, which is not a bad thing. But uh, the people who are very successful. That it's a lifestyle for them. It's you know that extra stuff is is of no concern. They will do it, no problem.
1: And it's like, you know, different coaches relate differently to different kids. Like yeah. you said, like in it, um, you know, like on our team, some of our, like Josh will relate to a few kids differently than I can relate to him. And coach McCoy can relate to a few kids differently. I've never been to Eastern States because Willie doesn't want me in his quarter. He wants coach McCoy there. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, that's kind of how it, it works with wrestling. And, you know, that's, that's coaching to your, it's there for the kids benefit. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, you had a few years. You were you know assistant coach, then Izzy's like I'm done.
1: Yep. And then he, when he stepped down, and then well,
0: what was your first thoughts when when that occurred? Because I was I was living in Rochester, and I was shocked. I seen yeah. I seen an article had- online. I was just I couldn't believe it. I, you know, uh, you know I I knew he had two young girls at home that yeah. he wanted to be a part of, and there were some other frustrations too. But um, I was shocked. I was like, man, you know this this really happened.
1: Uh, and he had done you know, it was that was his program. Do you yeah. know what I mean? For so long. Everything about it was his and he had he was unbelievably organized. You know what I mean? He was a sectional chairman and a head coach all at the same time. And he was just so organized, meticulous. He had done it for so long and it was just like, whoa. You know, when he <laughs> when he stepped down, it was yeah. you know, a big change for the program, and then when we took over, it, it was you know, for me being a head coach to assistant, it's just a little it was different. You know, I mean, kinda like I came from such a self reliant, self disciplined, self motivated background. And as an assistant coach, that's good because you can click with other kids that you can share that with. But when you're a head coach, you know, I I learned that, you know, you gotta branch out and be able to reach all kids. Not everybody's gonna share that passion. Right, right. People might share a passion for wrestling differently. So and then kind of – I started with Josh and Don. We started from day one. and We kind of built up a coaching philosophy from there on kind of how – where we wanted to take the program now and continue off of everything Izzy had done. And like you said, we are able to, in the field house, kind of put what he did on display, continuing the tradition of success at Niagara Falls High School Wrestling, you know? Yeah. So – and then when we became head coach, like – um one thing I really started to study was sports psychology and reading some books, like a, a couple of books I really like is Shun Tzu, Art of War. Um, there's a book called Book of Five Rings, which was a big one for me to read, uh, a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And I'm currently reading this one called The Art of Learning, which follows a like a chess prodigy that becomes a world champion at like – it's not like Muay Thai, but kind of like a fighting style. Okay. So I'm currently reading that one, but – Trying to understand, and then I also, do you ever watch the TV show Hard Knocks?
0: Yes, yes. Watch
1: a lot of Hard Knocks. You learn a lot of coaching from Hard Knocks, you know what I mean? It's weird, but yeah, you really do. There's a lot of really great things when you're watching it from the perspective of a coach, and then kind of developing our own type of philosophy for what our kids want to learn.
0: I think psychology is such a very underappreciated part of coaching. I don't think a lot of people get that. That was one of the, I mean, I didn't end up finishing college, unfortunately, but that was one of the few things I really took away from it that I really gravitated towards was, you know, you have to learn how to deal with different types of people, different situations, different kids. You got to find out ways to motivate them because not everybody is cut from the same cloth. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure you realize that more than yep. more than, you know, about as much as I do. Uh, so you got to find different ways to to really get kids motivated, get them to where you want them to be. Uh, get them on the right track if, if there's, you know, at-home issues and stuff like that. There's there's so much that goes into it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I always valued sports psychology, and I think it's great that you brought that up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's helpful. And I credit my college coach a lot with that because he just preached mental toughness. mental Like wrestling, he'd say 60% mental, 40% physical. Got to have the right mindset to be a wrestler. So from, you know, when becoming a head coach, it's kind of we developing a philosophy where – We like to teach our kids a long-term mindset versus a short-term mindset. Do you know what I mean? Right. So if you have a short-term mindset, you're only concerned about the winning now, getting by now, kind of just getting by day-to-day. Yeah. Where you really want to have a long-term mindset, whereas you don't want to judge yourself day-to-day. You want to judge yourself yearly or over a month span. Where you're you're growing you know what I mean not afraid to take on challenges and things like that I'll give you an example of it so oh, this is a big example for my team so <laughs> I'll keep this name anonymous so no one knows the wrestler I'm talking about okay okay <laughs> we had a wrestler he won states as a sophomore let's <laughs> no, <I'll> talk about <laughs> Willie for a second so Willie has he's always had that long-term mindset and it comes from his parents too have always you know
0: he comes from great
1: well, yeah they
0: they handled him so well throughout his athletic career and you know what I mean it's good to see like he's done a lot from an you know from my perspective he has done a lot and it's good to see that he's not like burnt out or anything yep. anything like that so that's that's always good to his see. dad's
1: always pushed us to push him you know, right bump him up wrestle somebody great so he wins states as a sophomore and then last season we find out Adam Bucciallo is at the 138 pound weight class and it Come down, Willie wanted to wrestle him. He wanted to go after him. He wanted to try to beat him. And, you know, great match at Eastern States Finals. And then he fell short in state finals. But having a long-term mindset, you know, not judging yourself based on your losses, judging on, you know, by where you can go. Like, Willie knew he wasn't going to be done wrestling after next year, yeah. last year. He's not going to be done wrestling after this year. You know what I mean? And he knew taking on a challenge like that's only going to benefit him in the long run. And... When you have a good, healthy, long-term mindset, I feel like you know how to respond to a loss. You know what I mean? I, I think sometimes it's it's very important. It's like a skill you need to develop. You need to know how to respond to losing. You know what I mean? Can't make so excuses. Yeah. Can't, you know, say this happened, this happened. you got to be able to respond and get better. And now this fall, he did some national tournaments, and he just was so focused. And watching him wrestle, he grew so much. And I think... Being wrestling a wrestler of Adam Buciello's caliber, one of the greatest from New York State to ever do it, kind of he learned a lot about himself and his ability. And this fall, he just beat the number nine wrestler, Noah Castillo, number nine in the country, according to Flow Wrestling, and the number 11 wrestler in the country, Joseph Zargo. He just beat both of those guys. Is really ranked in the nation? uh, They haven't come out with new rankings yet. Okay. we're, We're keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah. Not he that went, rankings aren't mean anything, but it's, it's still a cool recognition. Yeah. yeah. And he went to triple overtime with the number six wrestler in the country, Austin Boone. So he's and I think if he doesn't take on Adam Buciello and learn kind of lessons he learned from that challenge, he could I don't know if he's wrestling at this level this year. Do you know what I mean? Like right. I watching him wrestle at these tournaments, it, it was just super impressive how much better he's gotten. And I think that credits that long term mindset where you're not taking on challenges. I'll give another little shout out to uh coach at Tanawanda wrestling coach. Uh, who coaches? Why am I drawing a blank? Right now? <laughs> Dan Bishop. Oh yeah. Coach yeah, yeah, Bishop yeah. at Tanawanda. Sorry, coach. Bishop. <laughs> you froze I don't under know. pressure. Froze under I froze, pressure. but I should have known every that. year when we wrestle at Tanawanda duels, Zach Breda would always bump up and wrestle Willie, regardless of outcome. They always took on that challenge. Yeah. And this past season in state finals, the two of them are wrestling side by side. And, You know what I mean? I feel like that little wrestling rivalry has made each other better. And just – so teaching our kids that long-term mentality. And then in the short term, you're making small adjustments every single day. Something a little bit better, something a little tweaked to get to that long-term. 1% better like you always say. 1% 1 better every day, yeah. So that's kind of what we like – our as a staff, we like to teach our team and our coaching philosophies at.
0: Okay. I did want to ask you like – about your strategy with developing Willie, obviously you know you said you mentioned his, his parents had a huge play in it, um, you know, but but from your end, like developing it, how do you prepare a kid, a pre, pretty much prodigy coming up from seventh grade? You know what I mean? He had a an electric start, um, you know, very close to winning a sectional championship in seventh grade year. Yeah. How how have you handled his growth? Like, um, you know, it's kind of hard to describe, but. Um, I can't even think of the words, but uh, just letting him, letting him grow, but I don't know, just dealing with some yeah. issues. kind of know kinda, what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, he already did come with a great wrestling base coached yeah. by his father coach um, from Power Cats Wrestling Club that kind of prepared him phenomenal wrestle from there when he was with us. And you know, it kind of was our job not to mess up the hard work <laughs> they already did, but just, I think we just, don't let him ever be complacent do you know what i mean like just yeah yeah it's it's still we just like any other kids on our team he's still just a kid that we just visioned i you know kind of have our mindset of what we want the kids on our team to learn and just it's still you know making sure he's staying you know out of his comfort zone where he's pushing himself in his drills and pushing himself in his hard work and his uh workouts and things like that and really for wrestling wise like a single is still a single. Do you know what I mean? It just comes to fine tune almost just smaller and smaller details right? with it. You know what I mean? Like with Coach McCoy, he kind of – he takes the new kids in our program and teaches them that single leg takedown. And you, you're teaching kind of the broad steps of it. But as the kids become you know better and better wrestlers, their technique gets better and better, now we're just fine-tuning smaller and smaller details, just paying attention like, okay, now let's grab the ankle – when we're finishing, instead of the hip, right, Just right, smaller details different like setup
0: that. stuff and all that. Yeah,
1: a lot of film. We watch a lot of film too. of that's all, so all of our kids, that's, you know. Yeah, because
0: you get what, what's that app you guys use? Huddle. We use Huddle. Huddle.
1: I think we're going to use something different this year. But okay, watching film. I thought film, that was
0: incredibly like well done. I, I film study is so important. I don't think that's another thing that I don't think enough people realize to do. You can learn so much from watching yourself wrestle. My dad used to record all my matches. Yeah. I still have them all on tape somewhere. Um, but, yeah, that's what we do. I would get done with a week, you know, a weekend of wrestling, and we just study film, and you see, oh, I didn't do that right. I was in a bad spot, you know, a bad position when I went for this. And, you know, it, I, I can definitely attest to that helping me, you know, during the long term by the time my senior year hit as to, you know, excuse me, uh, success.
1: Yeah. Watching yourself, like, when you watch yourself, you're, you're like, ah, you hit it, you'll hit a move and in the match, like, oh, that probably looks sweet. And then you watch yourself, like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what is that? Well, I'll probably listen to this after and I'll think, like, oh, that, what I said probably made a lot of sense. And I'll listen to it next week and I'll be like, oh my God, what did I say? <laughs> but I think that's good for self reflection, too. You know, and uh, another th- big thing, too, is just with, you know, Willie, but all our kids on our team, is them setting their own goals, right? When you kind of, everybody in the beginning of the year writes their own goal down on a piece of paper and you keep it. That's yours. That's right. what you want. And a goal is kind of all relative to the wrestler on a team. You know, your goal could be to win states, or it could be to win one match on varsity, or it could be to win a JV tournament, or it's your first year. It could be to get a takedown in a match. You know, success is relative to the person. And I think them setting their own goals, they're intrinsically motivated, they own that they have ownership over what they want to become and i think they're intrinsically motivated to achieve that which kind of keeps him focused on what he's wants or keeps someone else at a different ability right. focused on what he wants
0: okay that's i mean that's that's good and it's good you do that across the board um, you know for all the kids head coaching what was how did you see the sport differently versus um, maybe as an assistant coach or even as, as a wrestler is there anything that you Analyzed differently did you know what was the biggest difference in perspective
1: yeah from that it is a big change too when you because you're you're there's so much more to it with everything you got to do all the work you got to do as a head coach so what coach mccoy i give him a lot of credit like like we said he's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of great advice to give and he said look at it like you look at your classroom you know what i mean how you would set up your classroom how you need to reach students of all different levels you need to reach you know different abilities, the same thing you need to look at the program. And that's kind of how we look at it now is we set up practice and things like that to reach wrestlers of, of everything and what we teach them and kind of things like that. So being a head coach, it's, you need to look at the bigger picture. You know what I mean? Not just the season you're coaching, but two, three seasons down the road. And also how to set up your schedule and how, you know, How to set up practice and how to keep kids interested because wrestling it is the most difficult sport. But also we want it's long too. You know what I mean? Like
0: it's very long
1: season. It's four months long, (laughs) and it's you wake up in the morning, you leave your house, it's dark. Yeah, you come home at night, it's dark. Right? It's it's a mentally draining sport. So trying to just learn to keep kids interested throughout four months long so we kind of set things up we like to have a little bit more fun with our program we we play some serious ultimate frisbee love that game just real serious we had we played a lot at our group of seniors that graduated last year they got so good i used to try to have to stack the team where i would get all the good players on my team (laughs) when i play against them but we play a lot of ultimate frisbee i think when january hits maybe the last two weeks Practice is only an hour, yeah, and it, but it's no break. But it's an hour long. We're done. You know what I mean? We're out. Try to lighten it up there, especially because you want people to have a healthy mindset going into the postseason. You don't want to be like, oh, last tournament, thank God. It's like, all right, it's over. I'm no, ready to go. Is, you know, you know, this I'm, is I'm still yeah. motivated. I'm still excited to go out there and compete. So we want to keep kids interested that way. I think it's you have to like head coach. You have to have like a philosophy for your whole program of what you want all of that to be. You want to incorporate everything. And I think that's kind of where we're at with, like the things we want to teach them is ownership over their own goals, long-term versus short-term mindset, and then the character trait of being a wrestler. Like we kind of talked about earlier, yeah, understanding the sport you're in and treat it like a piece of pride too. You know what I mean? Like we talk about being a wrestler, like you're a one percenter. Only 1% of athletes are wrestlers because it's that challenging in a sport. You should have that. You should enjoy the fact that what you're doing is so difficult. You should have a sense of pride in what you're doing is so difficult. Being a wrestler, it's not just a sport. You don't, you're not playing wrestling. It's a character trait about you. So we kind of teaching that. And then having kids, having ownership of their own goals it gives them a reason to be a practice every day because they want to achieve something that kind of sets the program up that way. Okay. That was kind of a roundabout answer for what you no, said. No, I, I,
0: great. It actually took care of one of my other questions. Um, you actually, you do a big part too, because they have the summer camp at the high school. Yep. How important is that to your program?
1: You know, that's, it's, per, it's great. We're very lucky. Our district has a free summer camp and then we they they, they put wrestling in it for us, which able to build our program. And that's great. It's huge. Because
0: it's a good recruiting tool, I think.
1: Yep, you get some kids that just hey, it's five weeks, come out and try wrestling. Yeah, see what you like it, and then we get the kids on our team that are returning. And during that time, we make wrestling fun. We play a lot of spike ball, we play a lot of ultimate frisbee, and then we're able to slow down our technique. Like I said, I'm not a technician, but I will watch some videos before fine tune everything, right? Yeah. And then we'll spend like a whole week on a single leg. We'll spend the whole week on a single leg where. We focus on each finish, and we just fluidly go through the motion and finish it different ways and really get your muscle memory comfortable with what you're doing. And I forgot who I heard this from. It was from a coach, and he said, if you can't drill it slow, you can't drill it fast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll go slow, and we'll work on drilling it that way. And, you know, it, it's I like the kids when they're done with wrestling, to get away from it for maybe a month, play a play a false a spring sport. That's play, another thing I wanted to ask you, yeah. Play something else because this sport is too mentally draining. I feel like you stick with it, it. It burns you out. Yeah. And we want our kids to love it and do it out of high school too. You don't want to graduate high school and be like, I'm done. I'm done with the sport. You know what I mean? You want to have that passion enjoy it that they pursue it at the next level. So – and then it's nice because it's in the summer. It's five weeks. They don't have anything else going on. Some of them will just wake up and come there and real laid back about attendance at it. Like yeah. if you have work, go to work, you know, come when you can. And that kind of – it bonds our team a little bit more in the summer too, you know what I mean, especially because your seniors are gone. So now this is our team now. We'll right, do like right. – we'll do a blue – a Navy versus gold day where we do like odd competition stuff <laughs> like flex arm hang and – uh medicine ball throws, and we do, like, a little competition where it bonds our team for the next season and things like that. And it's super beneficial to the program and kind of the brand of the team we have to, to spend a little bit more time together out of season.
0: Okay. I like that. Yeah, it, I I did it. I was one of the first people to get yeah. into the camp um, when Izzy had Did they get rid of it for a couple years, too?
1: Yeah. Actually, when I think... When Izzy had sat down, I couldn't do it at first because okay. uh, I was lifeguarding. I had a pretty good, right, great right. gig lifeguarding. But then I, I saw the importance of it, and I knew I had to do it. And then you know I was able to get it back, and you know it's been good. very beneficial. Yeah, you guys
0: get good numbers. I think yeah. I, I've come out once or twice. Twenty twenty
1: five numbers. So you
0: know, just solid middle of summer. I mean, there's so much kids can be doing. Having them in the gym focusing on wrestling is. Super I coached important. with
1: Mel Cunningham in the summer too. Mel Cunningham was a first state champ from Niagara Falls. Right. Oh. From the old Niagara Falls. Yeah. yeah. 50 some years ago. I think 40 years ago. But uh, I coached with Mel Cunningham. He's a great guy. You know, kids love him. And, <laughs> and it, it adds to, like, the history of the program yeah. that they're a part of. So that makes it a lot of fun.
0: No, without a doubt. That's, that's great. Um, just a few questions left. We're almost at the hour point already. Wow. Yeah,
1: we're flying by. It does fly by. Not too
0: bad, right? No. Oh. Not too shabby. Um <laughs> What are uh, – what you're ex- going into a season, what are your expectations of a wrestler – really, of your wrestler? What standards do you want them to uphold to? Um, I mean, I guess it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the philosophy uh, per se. But what are those expect- expectations coming into a wrestling season from your wrestlers?
1: Uh, so <clears throat> commitment, you know what I mean? Being responsible, being com- uh, committed to the team, understanding you're a part of something bigger than yourself. It's a very important thing for them to learn and uh you know being like we all have things that happen we need certain things to do if you've got to miss practice but being responsible about missing practice texting making it up things like that um having a good attitude is huge you know what i mean like um, wanting to be there every day getting along with each other yeah
0: this is i mean wrestling is hard enough on its own and when when people start to spoil that for you, yeah, with poor attitudes, it it, it, it stinks. It's not a good feeling. It's not long, a good yeah. yeah,
1: so we try to you know really the first this whole so this whole past week there's the big thing we talked about is being. You, listen, you're you are a wrestler. It doesn't matter who you are. You're a wrestler. Character trait got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. This is a sport we do. It doesn't get easier as the season goes on, but you become a better version of yourself. Self. And then the next thing is like we teach that – we were talking about the iceberg yeah. earlier where you see 10 percent of it and below the surface is failure, dedication, discipline, hard work, sacrifices, things like that. Getting the kids on our team to understand that. You can't look at a wrestler like uh, like Willie that's been wrestling forever and compare yourself to his success, to your success like – you have to have a relative goal in your mind of what you can do. And you can't get in, in teaching them from kids that are, you know, been wrestling for a while, trying to get 20 push ups in a minute, or a kid who's brand new, get, doing five push ups in a minute. Getting them to understand that wrestling's all about pushing your limits. Right. And then as the season goes on, really bonding and, you know, talk about, like, don't talk about, you know, competition-wise, that goes on in the room outside of our wrestling room. You know what I mean? Like what happens in there. Like wrestling, a great team is very powerful because you have a sense of brotherhood, sense of sisterhood, where you you directly need your partner to make you better at wrestling. Right. So not talking about that, you know, what goes on in the room as far as competition-wise elsewhere keeps the, kind of the team tight. And then uh, we do, as far as like expectations – we go into the year with expectations that no one knows how to be a part of a team and the reason's this because we want to teach them how to be a part of a team i think it's some kids have may never been a part of a competitive sport before right so charlie ashker used to volunteer with us yep. and he volunteered with us for a long time he he's used, good people he's great guy <laughs> uh, good friend to this day so he used to do a quote a week where he would have a word and then he would have a quote and then he would talk about that. And it, it taught the, the kids on our team lessons about being a part of the sport or a part of the team. And we continue that tradition. So we assume no one knows how to be a part of a team. And then we want to teach them how to be a part of a successful team. Teach them the long-term, short-term mindset. Teach them how to respond to a loss don't be okay with losing you know i don't think anyone who's a competitor is okay with losing like even when i play ultimate frisbee or spike balls with the kids <laughs> there's a group of minions uh i uh Jayden crumpler uh grady peterson and mafio reynolds the sipus brothers oh you got new minions yeah we got new minions this year and they're they're <laughs> funny but they'll play spike ball with us and then they'll beat me and they do this thing where they they make an l with their hand <laughs> And they'll walk up like, coach, here's your L and I lose. I'm going like, get out of here right now. We're never playing a game at practice again, but so, like to this day, I'm still not okay with losing, but how to respond to a loss, you know what I mean? How to be a yeah. competitor. And when we play our games, we compete at everything, try to win at everything we do to teach them how to compete. So things like that. Okay. I think does that, does that answer yeah. for the most part? Yeah,
0: That's perfect. Um, last couple, uh, do you have any long term goals as far as coaching?
1: You know it's hard to put goals on I think that, in all honesty the long term goal I have is just teaching the kids and this is Don, Josh and myself and then Jamone, Palmer, Archie are another volunteer coach, and we have another volunteer coach, Gino Lear, this year. And we all just teaching the kid the teaching our kids the foundation to have a successful future. Like the thing I'm most proud of and then I'll I didn't add this is is that college wrestling wall i love that kids want to do that and now we have six kids currently in college wrestling josh mccoy maurice veggie jackson jordan scott and uh and tommy burner are all wrestling at n triple c and then deandre prom and michael snowden are wrestling at ithaca Ithaca, that's right and they you know that group is a special group that's a group that graduated last year and kind of like my we're kind of cut out of the same cloth where they started from a very humble beginning from all of them. And they refused to accept the abilities they were at and just always worked really, really hard to get where they're at now. And like I went and visited, we coach Egan and I went out to a coaching clinic at Cornell. It was a really great experience. And it's right by Ithaca. And we went and visited Deandre and Michael and we were walking around that campus. And I was like, I can't believe this is where you live now. It's (laughs) beautiful. Their wrestling room. Is built where you can literally over, you're looking down like the edge of Cuga Lake through the Finger Lakes. It is unbelievable really. that this is where they're at. And you know, college is tough. It's, I mean, I, I think all of them Ithaca's, had
0: a. That division is no joke. No, that's <laughs> a great school. I was school. supposed to go to Cortland, and Ithaca's in that like division, so like Portica. Brockport, Cort. Yeah. Cortlandt yeah. cortland it Ithaca. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's a huge rivalry. Yeah. But uh, that. I think that's just – my long-term vision as a coach, like, honestly, I don't really keep track of, like, my dual meet record or yeah. any of that stuff. I really – I just want – I just – I'm so excited seeing kids on our team go and do more now after they're graduating. Like, that is my favorite thing about it. So those six. And then I was just talking with one of our wrestlers that graduated, Maury Seawright. He actually is going to enroll at N-Trip in January and going to wrestle there. So we're going to have seven kids in college wrestling currently I'm just – very excited for that and this younger group is already all talking about it and and looking into places in their future and that's the most exciting thing for me right now yeah for most exciting for all of us for where our program's going
0: very good yeah i mean that's a, that's a good thing to hang your hat on uh and, and lastly uh you know you've you've coached against quite a few different coaches in your day um i lightly asked this before the nfl thing but overall section six who is your favorite coach to coach against? Somebody you have to out, try to outwit, pushes you to do the best of your abilities. Um, you know, it just, just pretty much that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, coaches kind of we we run into, but I would be the Wheatfield coaches, yeah. Coach Plots, Coach Sweeney, Coach Coon, and they do such a great job with that program. You have to step your game up if you want to compete with them. You have to do more off season stuff and work with your kids more, like such a powerhouse of a program. It's a rivalry. We want to try to get one on them. And they've got one past few years on us year after year after year. So, and like, that's a shark teeth program. So that is like a a great rivalry. And that's forced me to become a better coach and pretty every coach in the NFL. And then Ronnie Lorenz at Lancaster individually, we've had a lot of individual matchups in the sectionals. So that's kind of, and I remember first coming on into the scene, Lancaster just watching Ronnie coach, like his kids are always prepared for the postseason. Yes. Yeah. Always prepared. And that's forced me to examine how we do our postseason to try to uh step our game up and um you know, another coach like you know, I really admire never really competed against him he's small school southern tears drew wilcox and falconer like okay his kids can wrestle yeah. year after falconer year. falconer is another one of those year. shark teeth yeah, type program you know, programs another one is chris edwards of pioneer he <laughs> always has tough kids coming through his program every single year probably yeah. including this year as well he'll have another great team and he'll like to let you know how he's gonna have a great team <laughs> I'm he's so kidding. good. <laughs> um, I've seen
0: him so much when I coached at Newport. Man, it, it, that guy's a trip. No, yeah. He's he's. he's but, good. You know,
1: it. All Hart is another great one when you're coaching. Heart brings so much passion for wrestling. I'm supposed to talk, talk to him mean? next
0: week. He's supposed to be my guest next
1: week. He, that guy, lives, breathes wrestling. Section six wrestling. He's good for the area. Um, Jason Chase at Clarence, like they're just good every single year. We ended up we we beat Clarence at Tanawana, and they ended up getting us at the class tournament. And like he, that team is just so well coached under him. Yeah. He does a great job. And you know what? As section six is a wrestling in a hole. I really feel like a lot of us have, uh, all kind of focused on the state tournament. You know what I mean? Like that state tournament, that's something where we, really want to do better especially large school like the past five six years I really feel like we're getting there
0: I've noticed that the, I think the teams sent out to, you know have been really good more kids placing I would yeah. say I don't have the exact numbers in front of me but um, there's a very high placement rate uh, and very yeah just very talented teams going out there And
1: it's you know a goal you can't say for everybody but a kid who's that caliber if you're gonna go to states If you're going – this is what we tell our kids. If you're going, you're good enough to be the top six. Yeah, I mean if you're good enough to get there, you're good enough to wrestle there. It's not a vacation. It's something you're going to compete at. You know what I mean? And uh, so I think as a section two, we're doing a lot better with that. And when you go down there, now it's starting to feel more of like a sectional team when we're down there. We're rooting for each other. We're kind of – there's a little camaraderie with our kids. Like we're cheering for each other as we're watching each other go through the state tournament. I remember like – after Willie's matches, we we're kind of like mm, Willie's and Michael's matches this year. We're like, do we want to go back to the hotel now? Let's watch this wrestler coming up. Let's watch this wrestler come up. So I think, as a whole, as our section, we're doing better for that state tournament. I think all of us are starting to elevate our sectional finals. Are getting a little bit more competitive. Like we're losing a lot of large schools for small schools. Yeah, but we're starting to get a little bit more competitive sectional finals, and uh, I think that's also elevating where our section is at.
0: Very good, very good. Um, yeah, well, we hit the over-the-hour mark. So. Wow, all right. Oh, uh, We did awesome. Um, I'm all out of questions. G, if there's anything you want to say in closing.
1: No, I, mean, I appreciate you having me on. I'm oh, sorry it took for a year for me to get no, here. No, it's okay.
0: I know you had your reasons. I know but, you had uh, your reasons. Yeah,
1: I love that you're doing this. Keep doing it. Thank uh, you. I think it's good for the wrestling community. Like I said, the more attention we bring to it, it's going to bring more positive you know energy to our area and get more recognition out there. So keep doing it. Keep covering the results. Giving the kids the recognition they need. You know that that stuff's important.
0: Thank you. It's, it's uh yeah I like doing it. I, I wish I had something like this when I was in high school. That was kind of my, my, my excuse me my motivation to really do this. Um, and the podcasts
1: med- are picking up everywhere. They too now. You they know, are. It's, it's, it's a boom period right now. Everybody's got a smartphone. You yeah. know what I mean? And you just you can. Everyone's to 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 it right on the go all the time. There. Yeah. yeah
0: very convenient, so I appreciate that very much. Listeners, um, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. This one, like I said, it's one I, I wanted to do for quite some time. Uh, me and Coach G, you know, great friendship, dating back to high school. And I probably wouldn't have pl- went to States, placed in the States if he hadn't come around. So I do got to thank you for that um, publicly. Uh, we have T-shirts available. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I seen she him plugged. I like the USA wrestling logo on a yeah, uh, sharp.
0: Kieran Edwards from Loopord did that one. He designed nice. that. So All right, Kieran. Um if you go follow the Facebook page, the the link to it is up there. It's only $16.50 uh, for small through uh, extra large, 17.50 for 2X and 3X sizes. You know, if you like what I do here, uh I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't mind if you bought a T-shirt. That would be pretty swell. But, uh, <laughs> I like the gray one. The gray one's nice. Yeah, it's a nice touch. The gray one's real sharp.
1: It's real, real nice. sharp. So,
0: there will be more. There will be more. I can promise you that. But uh, that is it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week right here on the Section 6 WrestleCast. Take care.